0: How's it going, everybody? This is episode three of Sporadic. It is January 16th, 2021. Uh, I got a lot of stuff for you guys today. Just my, what I've been, what I've started doing is, because I know what the show is. I know what I want the show to be. It's going to be the place where all the thoughts, go this sounds like a crazy person, where all the thoughts go. Um, <laughs> I need a show, I need a show for where all my thoughts can go. I sound insane. Uh, yeah, so just like, you know, all the things that happen to me during the week, all the various, you know, like, bits and pieces that I that I just want to articulate, you know? Um, and here's a fun little bit. So I did a show a couple nights ago, Steve Hofstetter. Um, he started a new series of shows where he kind of, like, does a director's cut deep dive into his popular heckler clips, which is fun, a little you know, it's a little self-indulgent, I, I must admit, uh, but it's still a pretty fun show, and it's interesting if you're curious about like the, the workings of a, of a comedian during the live show. Um, it was great. It was a great show, really, really fun, way too long. Uh, the way that Steve talked to me about the show beforehand, it made it seem like he needed us to help him stretch out the material, like we're never going to get to... 90 minutes or so if we don't if you don't help me man like bring extra stories bring lots of fun stuff and so I did and then after a while we were just like shit there are so many clips to get through still and it has already been like 90 minutes so it was way too long but still really fun I got to tell two super fun stories I got to tell the story of the French Matrix poster and I got to tell the story about uh, the house spider that lived with me and my fiance for a little while but here's the point on the show, one of the audience members in the show was one of my Patreon patrons. And I've never, I haven't met any of my Patreon patrons yet, so that was really fun. And I forget if it was a guy or a girl, so I'll just say they. Uh, They were messaging me in the Zoom chat about, you know, hi, I'm a Patreon, I love your stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, do you have a name for your fans yet? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't. I (laughs) don't think I'm at that level yet where... The masses don't—they—they they don't need a name, you know. The twelve people or so, or whatever. But I started thinking about it because I was like, all right, well, Pete Holmes has like weirdos, you know, and like Mark Maron has like what the fuckers, and this patron very sweetly recommended um, the Baron Stoners, which I—it's like it's fine, it's okay, but at the same time, like I am a little—I don't like it when people make weed their entire personality, and so. I know that I talk about drug use from time to time. I don't want to come off like that's my whole brand. And so I'm vetoing it on that end. But we've got a lot of options. We've got a lot of things that we can play around with because I've had a lot of nicknames in my life. When I was in grade school, I was really good at touch football because I was very fast and very wily. And so they called me the little man. I was not popular before they discovered this about me, but they were like, oh, shit, Jared's pretty good at this. So, yeah, little man. I was also short. That's where the little man came from. Uh, One time I went to camp, they called me Dirt because I never took a shower. The other time I went to a camp, they called me Rat Boy because they just did not like me. When I was working at Pizzeria Uno, they called me Spoon Tang. Uh, One of my circle of friends here in New York, they called me J-Biz. And one of my friends, I think one of my high school friends, who... I've got a very sick uh, collection of high school friends that were all still really tight even, you know, decades later. One of my high school friends, I pretty sure started calling me Jer Bear at one point. And I was like, oh, I think that's pretty good, so... If you're a person who's listening to this and you think that Jerry Bear, the Jerry Bears, I'm a Jerry Bear, you're a Jerry Bear, are good, like that's a good fan name, then hit me up, you know, like let me know. Or if you have any other, you know, uh, recommendations. I think those were all my main nicknames. Little Man, Dirt, Rat Boy, Spoon Tang, and J-Biz. And if I'm being honest, like Dirt and Rat Boy were only for one summer each, so they're probably not as effective. And Little Man, I don't need... <laughs> we don't need to bring that back. So I would say like either Spoon Tang or J or Jair Bears or something something along those lines. Um, but again, like I'm I don't want to be the self indulgent narcissist. I mean I I lean in that direction anyways. I don't need more things to do that. So I will offer off Jair Bears. I'm not going to insist that they anybody who's a fan of mine call themselves that. Uh, other other news. My fiance is coming back into town, which I'm very excited about. As I mentioned on one of the previous episodes, I was really looking forward to living by myself for the entire time that she was out of town for the holidays. And it was a very cool period of time. I had a lot of fun. It was very relaxing. It was very it was very good for introspection. I was able to sort of recalibrate myself in a way where it's like you're never really sure what your instincts are when you're living with somebody. Like, how often would I clean? How often would I get work done? How often would I just sit around and play video games and watch television, you know? And so it was interesting, and it was very cathartic, but I'm officially over it. I think I was over it, like, two weeks ago, and I just want her back, you know? And so I can't wait for her to come back. It's going to suck, because she'll have to quarantine for, like, two weeks once she gets back. But can't wait for her to be back in town. Can't wait to see her again. Can't wait for me to be home. Here's the other fun thing. Okay, so I got a friend named Josh, Josh Cook. He is a, he's a pretty successful actor. He's been in a bunch of things. Like he was on um, he was on Dexter for a little while. He's, uh, he started in a couple of sitcoms, I think, that only went one season or something. But he's, he's a great actor. He's a great guy. We've been friends for a very long time. We met at musical theater camp. <laughs> so if you needed another thing, you could tease me about. Me and my friend Josh Cook meeting up at musical theater camp. We've been friends for a long time and uh, in addition to being a good actor, he's a very funny guy also and uh, and he's a great musician. He's an incredible musician. This dude, you know, it's so difficult to really dive into something when you already have a career. And Josh is a working actor. He's all over the place. He's traveling, he's doing plays, he's doing movies, he's doing television shows. And he just in in that same amount of time that he was doing all that he became an incredible musician like really really good so much that he 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 dropped an album a couple of years ago and i thought it was really great i thought it was amazing and i have a cousin who is in the music industry and it's funny because when josh and i first became friends josh i i told my friend josh about i told josh about my cousin who was in the music industry i was like you know, we were talking about the, the band Blind Melon. And I was like, oh, yeah, my cousin's in Blind Melon. He's one of the guitar players. And Josh, like, lost his mind because uh, he was a huge Blind Melon fan. Like, there are not many out there, but, <laughs> but they exist. And so, you know, um, I had never really had an opportunity to bring the two of them together. But Josh, when he dropped this album, I was like, I, I have to send this to my cousin. I have to send it to him. Because it's great, you know? It's like I'm not doing my friend Josh any favors here by sending out this album. It's just like I want – I think my cousin should be able to hear this because also Josh is a huge fan, and so it would be cool if they connected on this. And sure enough, like my cousin listened to it and was like, I did not think it was going to be as good as it is, you know? And he tried to arrange a meeting with Josh, but my cousin is, you know, he's an old man, He's he's got a family, he's, you know, I think he's living in Joshua Tree or now, something like that. So they, never, so they weren't able to link up before – uh before josh moved out of la but um but so i had this funny idea about a a song a country song about how if you're a woman you shouldn't have sex with a guy who doesn't wear a mask when he goes outside because of covid because that means that he's bad at sex and i whenever i write a song i always go through like is there like a garage band loop that i can do this myself is there like something on is there, like, some public domain song instrumental thing where I can just, like, fudge it? And I've got, like, two songs that I that that hit kind of hard on my on my TikTok. And those were the ones that I just did myself. I was like, I don't really want to involve a band if I don't have to, you know. But the, I couldn't figure out a way to get this the song to work. So I sent it to Josh, and I was like, hey, man, would you have any interest in working with me on this? And he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. He sent it to me yesterday, and I just got a chance to listen to it today. And it is so fucking funny it is it's great it's like all the touches that I wanted you know like it's just and he I texted him I was like this is so fucking funny Josh and he's like yeah you wrote it so you're not really complimenting me you're complimenting yourself and I was like no 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 no. you so I wrote the lyrics but all the touch, everything you put into this is like agreeing with the universe of the song that I wrote and that makes it extra funny like you're you know, the twang in your voice, the, you know, the the drum beat that you use, the the little, like, you know, uh, parts where you slow down and get kind of sentimental and serious. Like, it's all you. Like, it's very creative, and it's very, very funny. And that just fucking made my day. I'm in such a such an incredible mood after listening to it, and I cannot wait to drop it. It's going to go on my TikTok in a little bit because he's got to make it a little shorter for the TikTok. I might try to do something with a longer version just because I think it's so funny. Maybe I will put it on my YouTube or something, um, but don't let me forget if you are a fan, if you're a Bear, maybe, and if you're interested, don't forget, you know, reach out, get in touch. If I don't, if I don't do anything with it soon, just be like, hey man, where's that song that your friend Josh worked on so fucking hard? Uh, here's another thing that I was thinking about. Um, somebody was commenting on my. I got some fun comments that I'm gonna tell you guys about for, on all my social and whatnot. But uh, this dude. I put out a thing, you know, talking about how garbage Republicans are, and this dude put out this thing where he's like, oh, we need the Republican Party because otherwise it would be a one-party rule, and that's an autocracy, and that's really bad and everything. And I'm totally over that argument, like we need the Republicans. We don't need the Republicans. We don't need them. Because the Democrats are basically a two-party party anyways. There's the progressive wing of the Democrats, and then there's the centrist. And that's all we need. If you told me that we could have one political party, we'd have we could have two political parties, progressive Democrats and centrist Democrats, if that was the breakdown, then I think that our country would be, <laughs> things would be better. Things would be better, you know? But the Republican Party is basically a terrorist organization, and so I don't think that we need them. I think we could replace them with people that believe in science and facts and don't just fucking try to gaslight the public and don't try to have a violent insurrection when their fucking white supremacist candidate doesn't win. You know, and I I don't think I'm crazy about this. If it was just Democrats and the party line was driven down progressives versus centrists, I feel like that would just be better because right now, we've got a 50... We've got the, the Senate is completely split down the middle. And right now, the person that has the most power in the Senate is... The most right wing leaning Democrat. Because we need every single Democratic vote in order to pass anything, Joe Manchin, who is the most right wing of all the Democrats, is the most powerful person in the Senate because without his say so, none of the other Democrats are going to go for it because he they need his vote, they need the 50th vote. If it was just Democrats, everybody could just vote their conscience. Everybody could just vote the way they want to vote and not have to think like, well, we all have to be lockstep because all the Republicans are going to be lockstep against us, you know? I don't, I, you know, this is a real shooting from the hip political opinion that I have, but I think it's right, you know? I'd be interested in hearing what more serious political philosophers have to say about this, and by political philosophers, I do not mean fucking libertarians or any other ding-dongs who think they're being so interesting when they say, uh, both parties are corrupt, they're both equally bad, they're basically the same. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. It's the most lazy, obtuse, contextless argument about politics to say, uh, you know, both sides, they both say mean things about each other, they're both bad. They're not. They're not. And I said this on one of the other episodes, like, it feels like I'm being biased because... I identify as a Democrat, but I don't because I have any fucking allegiance to the Democrats. I'm just saying that I'm a Democrat because they're the ones that have the political philosophy that most closely aligns with my own raising the minimum wage, protecting the environment, climate change is real, uh, rape is a crime, abortion should be safe and available to the women that want it, things like that. We shouldn't have fucking... It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so... But that's the thing is, like, I don't identify with the party. I don't have, like, any allegiance to them. I side with the Democrats because they're the good party. They are—of the two parties that we have, they're the the better one. So I sound like I'm being biased. I sound like I'm just doing what my party tells me to do and saying the Republicans are bad, rah, rah, rah. But that's not the case. It's not the case. If you are a—you know, if you, think that, if you think that's the case, that the parties are the same, go tell L. Franken. Go tell— senator l franken that the parties are exactly the same oh did he have to retire because of a tiny little scandal where he was like very handsy and like forced a kiss on this woman like obviously his behavior was terrible and he should have resigned but why did he even why did he resign why did he resign is there it wasn't because the republicans forced him to it was because the democrats forced him to now tell me about that on the other side now tell me how both sides do that how both sides hold their politicians accountable isn't there, a, like, a fucking president on the Republican side who fucking, I don't know, raped two dozen women? He's got so many rape allegations, including one from a girl who was 13 years old at the time. And he was able to, you know, do his entire four-year term? Yeah. Yeah, they're not the same, guys. They're not the same. It's not both sides. Take your both-sides argument and shove it up your fucking dick hole. Anyways, let's go into... Some more fun business. I don't want to talk about politics right now. Uh, all right, so I got some fun comments that I wanted to talk to you guys about. So I got this one from the student on Facebook. I, I I got real annoyed at the Republicans who were saying that we should not, you know, impeach Trump for the coup. For the just because he lit a violent insurrection against our country doesn't mean that we should impeach the fella. I got annoyed. I got annoyed, and so I posted because all these Republicans were like, in the spirit of unity and healing, we should uh, we should just, you know, start healing and move on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I wrote this post where I was like, well, in the spirit of unity and healing and in the interest of moving this country forward, every Republican should resign from office in disgrace. And the Republican National Con- uh, Committee should dissolve itself and donate its funds to food banks. Which I thought was pretty funny. It did pretty well on Twitter. I got this comment from some dude who lives in Pittsburgh. Cool. This is in Pittsburgh, and he wrote, Stick to comedy or say something positive and helpful. Your last post was trash. And now, okay, I have had a lot of come-to-Jesus moments when it comes to dealing with people who reach out to me over social media or leave a comment on my stuff. I used to get into a lot of fights with people, and I still sometimes go a little too far down the rabbit hole if my ire gets up, if my hackles get raised. But one of the things that I have started doing is I just, I force myself to dial down the effort, where if I find myself writing a 1,000 paragraphs, I just delete it, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It could ha- it just make it simple. Just make it simple. You can either say, no, you're wrong, and then leave it at that, or something else. So that's what I did here. And I was like, oh, which post are you referring to? Because I post a lot of things, you know? I wasn't immediately going to go on the attack. I was just like, which post, which post did you think was trash? And I was full-on ready to give this guy a piece of my mind after he told me which one it was. But then he, then he writes this. He goes, your post yesterday on Facebook uh, was your comments from Twitter. Excellent English there. And then he posted the post in the spirit of union healing, blah, blah, blah. And then he wrote, I didn't think it was funny and just incites more division in our country. Incites was spelled wrong, BTW. Of, co- of course, obviously. I didn't think it was funny, and just incites more division in our country, which this has been a thing that I have been on for a long time. It does not incite division when you try to get rid of the party that is ruining everything. If Calling out bad behavior is not inciting division. Taking antibiotics against a fucking infection is not inciting division. It's healing. That's the healing that you fucking want. So then he wrote, I didn't think it was funny, just incites more division in our country. And I was going to say something snarky back, but then immediately after that he writes... In trying to find it, I scrolled through some of your posts and see that you have been doing a lot of left-wing comedy. Some of it was actually pretty funny. <laughs> what the heck? Why did you even... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks to the compliment, I guess. Why is this even happening? So I left it at that because I was like, all right, that's fine. Another video I put up about... Um, about the coup where I was, like, making fun of how many cops were there and how disgusting that is, you know. Some dude commented on the video. He goes, his dad is totally a cop. There is literally no other way, but I fucking love this. And I'm never, I don't want to say never, but I try very hard not to come off as, like, mean or condescending if someone's being nice about my stuff. He ended with I fucking love this, so I'm not going to come after this guy. You know, I don't want to be a dick. But I, was, I, w- I wasn't sure what he was talking about. Like, are you saying that my dad is a cop? And that's the only way that I would write this thing? Like, that's not true. So I wrote, my dad, question mark. Like, am I the one that you're talking about? And then he wrote, lawyer, question mark. And I was just like, you didn't answer my question. So I just wrote again. I was like, you're asking if my dad was a cop or a lawyer. Is that right? All right, cool. I've asked this dude two questions. He responds back, who's your agent? who's your manager? And at that point I was ready to dip because I was like, I have asked this guy twice what he was talking about. He just keeps on asking me different questions instead. And I know exactly what kind of guy this is and I do not need to engage. It's dumb, you know? So after, Oh God, five hours later, five hours later, I did not respond. And he writes back. So you don't have an agent or a manager, but your dad is possibly a lawyer. I agree with you about this statement. I'm just trying to figure out whose balls you're hiding behind. (laughs) okay bro (laughs) okay this this kind of guy drives me so fucking they're so sure of themselves and they're so dumb Ugh, god damn that drives me insane drives me insane it is it's something that i've tried really hard to do in my life where i try to be very honest about how confident i am about being right about certain things like if i read something on the internet and I bring it up later in conversation, and a friend of mine is like, "Really?" And I, and then I will, I will go through every step. I'll be like, "I saw it on Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's right. I didn't read the article." Like, that's that's fine. It's fine if you do that, but you have to admit that. You have to admit that you don't know what you're talking about if you don't know what you're talking about. But dudes like this just fucking calling his shots with the confidence of fucking Babe Ruth. Like, this guy's dad is totally a cop. You know, you 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 would be too scared to do that. You know, blah blah. blah. So I wrote back, I was like, I don't have an agent, I don't have a manager, my dad was a pilot, and I'm not hiding behind any balls. So we'll see if he gets back me <laughs> yeah, on <and> that one. <sighs> so this guy's this guy's dad is definitely a cop. Or whatever. Okay, what was the last one I wanted to show you guys? was? Oh, yeah, this one. So I did get into it with a couple people on TikTok today. Um, and but I say got into it like I was being good, I swear to God. This dude commented on uh, on my last TikTok video about um, the unity and healing that did really well he goes there is evidence of voter fraud and every American citizen should want this investigated and here's the thing man if you're going to troll me on my page you can't say something that obviously false because I will call you out and this is this exactly what I'm talking about guys I feel like I did a really good job here of of putting in the right amount of effort so I just wrote back no there isn't If there was, they would have used it in court. They admitted in court. There was no evidence. Piece of cake. He writes back, actually, no, they dismissed every case on procedural grounds, not for lack of evidence, which is a fucking lie. It isn't real. That's super dumb. Because here's the thing. And I don't. First of all, I've seen the affidavits. Like, I've seen the court statements. I know why. I follow the lawyer who was on all of these cases. I follow him on Twitter. I've been following along. (laughs) I know what happened. The lawyer said in court, we don't have evidence. When they said, are the Republicans in the room counting with the Democrats, the lawyer for the opposition said... There is a non-zero number of Republicans in the room, and then the case was thrown out. The cases have been laughed out of court for lack of evidence. This guy says they were dismissed on procedural grounds. Isn't that just fucking the most insane conspiracy nonsense? The evidence is there. It's just the courts have all these weird rules where now we're not allowed to, like, they won't let anybody look at the evidence. They won't actually, like, let them have a trial just because they didn't follow some dumb court rule. Here's the thing. If there was some procedural hiccup that caused, uh, they you didn't get our paperwork in time, so we weren't able to submit the evidence. If that was the case, that is just more evidence that these cases are bullshit. Because if they weren't bullshit, they would have gotten good lawyers who would have gotten their paperwork in on time. It doesn't make any sense. So I called this guy out, and I was like, you're either lying or you're like, super duper misinformed you know and then he argued some more and that's when i dipped out because i was just like i'm not doing this i'm not falling back in that rabbit hole guys also there were 60 plus court cases there were over 60 court cases there were procedural issues with all 60 court cases the lawyers fucked up that badly that for all 60 court cases there was some procedural issue and they weren't able to look at the evidence okay okay so yeah, you either have the worst lawyer in the world, which Rudy Giuliani, that's definitely a possibility, or this is total bullshit that you're making up. It's fake. Uh, all right, this is the last thing I'll tell you before I, uh, before I dip out of here. Uh, I'm learning guitar. I played a lot of uh, music when I was growing up as a kid. I would say that I was pretty gifted. I was a gifted musician it was always very easy for me to pick up musical instruments i played the saxophone for a little while i played the trumpet the electric bass the piano um and yeah there was something about it my brain just really clicked into music just very very easily and i dipped and i dipped out of music because i wanted to be a performer in other ways like i liked acting i loved comedy And so in college, I did a little bit of music, but then I I really decided I was going to make my focus to be non-music. It was going to be performance, you know. But I, like, I kept my trumpet, and I, you know, if you don't keep up with that stuff, it gets, you get very rusty. But for a long time, I was thinking about starting to learn the guitar, because I was like, number one, I'm a genius at music. So this is going to be a piece of cake. But I didn't want to perform or anything. I just wanted to like learn songs and play and sing, you know. Cause I get in like singy kind of moods sometimes where I just I, I really want to play the guitar and sing along to my favorite songs. My fiance, she got me a guitar for Christmas one year, which I thought was very sweet, because I had been talking about this for a while. And I was never gonna buy myself a guitar. So this is like the perfect gift because that's the that's that's what a gift is. Is like if you want something really badly And you can afford it then you would just get it yourself the perfect gift is something that you want that you really want but that you would never buy for yourself and so the guitar was great and so i started you know like fiddling around with it and trying to learn it and i don't know if guitar is way harder than the other instruments that i learned or i'm just so rusty i'm just so out of the game it is taking me so much longer to get comfortable playing this guitar than any other instrument that I've ever picked up in my life and admittedly every other instrument that I picked up in my life was between the ages of like 10 and 16 so my brain was different I was a different person it's just so much harder it's taken me so much longer to build up the kind of confidence that I had I can still pick up a bass I can still pluck around the piano pretty confidently and that stuff has just like warped my mind with how fast I should be able to have fun doing this you know and that was one of my big projects for when my fiance was out of town, was I was watching YouTube videos, YouTube tutorials and how to, how to learn how to play guitar and you know, practicing, practicing, practicing all the time. And because I have like my own personal YouTube page and I have the Is This Anything YouTube page, and YouTube remembers what videos you watched, there was a day when I almost accidentally watched my How to Learn Guitar in 10 Days video while I was on the Is This Anything YouTube page. And a real thought that I had was, oh no, I don't want the Is This Anything guys to see that I'm learning guitar, or they'll make fun of me. (laughs) It's such a weird instinct, you know? My friends are gonna laugh at me for trying to get better at something, for being interested, for... For never stop learn for never stopping learning, even though I'm even though I'm an old man, and I told them that story later. I was like, why did I think that you guys would even give a shit, you know? And then they laughed and they admitted that there were videos that they watched that they were like, oh, I don't want to watch this on the ITA thing, you know. One of them was like, I wanted to see a YouTube compilation of Instagram thoughties, you know, and he's like, I probably shouldn't watch this on the uh, is this anything, you know. <laughs> So yeah, so that was fun. Those are all my stories that I got today. I got this um this longer thing that I want to ro- that I want to tell you guys about that I wrote about the difference between Democratic politicians and Republican politicians. But uh, I don't know, thirty minutes is a good length for this podcast, I think. So I'm gonna try to keep them at that or shorter. So listen to the Is This Anything podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe uh, if you want to be a patron. We got uh, the Is This Anything Patreon, which is uh, Patreon.com/itaPod. And there's my own personal Patreon, patreon.com slash where if you donate, you could become a Jerry, baby. Do you guys like that? You let me know. It's your decision. You guys call yourselves whatever you want to call it. Or, or don't call yourself anything. I don't give a shit. Uh, we've also got the Is This Anything live show on February 23rd. Tickets are up now at NowhereTime.com. February 23rd, the last live show was unbelievably fun. It fucking, it, it delighted us. It gave us a, a, a renewed vigor in our own show, we had so much fucking fun during the live show. So you definitely want to check out the next one. There's a lot of audience interaction, so they're very, uh, they're very interactive. They're very interactive, fun. You know, it's great. It's great. So live show on February 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern. Tickets up now at nowheretime.com And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, I will chat with you again soon. Take care. Be good to yourselves. Have a nice life. Et cetera.